everyone, and welcome to the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour. I am one of your hosts, Amy Lowenberg, Relations Manager for New York Now, an all-around retail and maker advocate for buyers and brands everywhere. My focus is to bring you important information, conversations, and perspectives from both sides of the aisle, and maybe even feature you on my podcast at New York Now or my store tours on Instagram. And I'm your host, Sarah. You may know me as the founding editor and editor-in-chief of Stationary Trends Magazine, my site, The Paper Nerd, or possibly my other podcast, The Paper Fold. I have been covering the stationery and gift industry since 1997, but never did I imagine that I'd one day be covering the market here in the virtual space. So throughout 2022, we will be raising our glasses alongside our pencils as we share stories, compare notes, and celebrate three of our all-time favorite topics, stationery, connection, and cocktails. Cheers. Cheers. So as we record this, New York Now is still about 10 days out, and the team is immersed in market prep. I can imagine. You know, for years, I watch shows pretty much unaware of all that goes on behind the scenes to make that seamless, polished experience for attendees happen. Then several years back, I got to visit Javits on setup day, uh, the day before New York Now opened. And wow, I had no idea what goes into it. Um, and of course, 2022 finds us all dealing with the unique problems that 2022 presents. Still, the show must go on. So can you give us a sense of what kind of last minute preparations you're dealing with? Well, there is so much happening as we approach market. Um, something that I can share is that this year I will be curating a booth highlighting some favorite products and lines found in the gift and stationery section. It's called the Floor to Store Exclusive, and I'm creating it in the likeness of our beloved retailers that I visit so often. And it's yet another opportunity for buyers to see our brands, visualize this product in their stores, and then get them over to their booths. Wow. Well, how cool to bring a bit of the retail experience to the show floor. And Amy, with your eye and experience, you're definitely the one to do it. But so is this like a pipe and drape thing? No, no, no. It's it's hard walls. I have a 10 by 10 booth. Um, and like I said, it, it's going to be, well, you know, wish me luck. It's going to be made to look like more like a store. And, um, and just like most retailers have a cause that they support, I have a cause that I'll be supporting in my store as well. New York now has a wonderful and long-lived partnership with Gift for Life. And we will be fundraising for uh, World Trade Kitchen, through some some great raffles. So please stop by. And then um, maybe our next conversation, Sarah, we can go into some more details on the market. How about that? Well, I'd love uh, to do that. And I know that we'll have a lot to talk about. It sounds like you are being pulled in a million directions, but <laughs> you know, Amy, one monkey, don't stop, no show. And I'm sure you have it all. <laughs> I I feel like once you can make a trade show happen in a pandemic, uh, there's a few, there's few challenges in life you can't handle. Oh, cheers to that. <laughs> uh, plus, uh, by the time you hear this, the winter edition will be all over and We'll be looking ahead to SF Now in spring and New York Now in summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. So meanwhile, Amy and I are continuing with our journey to speak with designer makers who are in their beginning chapters. I love this agenda, and we are well on our way with scheduling our paper plane peeps throughout the year. So who is next in our lineup, Sarah? So for this, the second episode of 2022, Amy and I are chatting with illustrator and surface designer Krishna Shabda, founder of Nanu Studio based in Hoboken, New Jersey. She's best known for her humorous illustrations inspired by her childhood in Tanzania. Her work is vibrant, playful, and full of clever surprises. As some of her favorite things to draw are animals, plants, and puns, Krishna has successfully figured out how to merge her inspirations and interests in her passion for paper goods and lifestyle products. Yeah, Krishna is also a one-woman business with, you know, some help of a bookkeeper and the support of friends and family, um, and of course, our incredible stationary community. She has created an eco-conscious line using recycled paper and non-toxic inks in a solar-powered printing facility. Her Indian heritage can be seen throughout her illustrations, and um, she's expanding on and developing non-traditional cards for Hindu holidays, such as Diwali. I love it. I'm, the way that the card industry will endure is if it keeps speaking to the different ways people celebrate and commemorate, you know, different things throughout the year. Yeah. So as a side note, some of her favorite things are sunny side up eggs, greeting cards, cheese, (laughs) Sir David Attenborough, mangoes, throwing a Frisbee, anything knitted or quilted by her sister. This cozy, comfy vibe definitely comes through in her work. I love it. I have to say we have definitely bonded over the love of cheese and um, the fact that David Attenborough is in here. I can't tell you how many get this VCR tapes I used to have, like VHS, VCR, you know, those big clunky things we used to put into it. It wasn't Betamax. (laughs) Oh gosh, you're dating me. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, all of this fun energy comes through um, in her personality as well. Uh, But we will see that for sure after we bring her on. Welcome, Krishna. Thank you for joining us today. We're so excited to talk with you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Um, I I have a couple of questions, but first I am curious about the name of your business, Nanu Studios. Where, Where does that come from? So Nanu was actually my family nickname. It's uh, a variation of another nickname, which is Nanku, and both mean little in Gujarati, which is the language I grew up speaking. And my Nanku is like a teeny tiny version of Nanu. And so as I aged, it became, I evolved from Nanku to Nanu. But I've been drawing for as long as I can remember. And that's just, I just associate creativity and being comfortable and doing my own thing with my nickname versus my formal name, which is Krishna. And that's just really an external sort of thing for me. Interesting. Well, now I know that I've been saying the name incorrectly. So now let me, (laughs) let me amend that. And it's, (laughs) am I saying that correctly? Non-new. Yeah. Did I? I said it right, right? I think so. (laughs) Nanu, Nanu, either way. All right. It's just not Nanu. It's not Nanu, which is what I said originally. So listeners, just ignore that first one and let's <laughs> say this correctly, because you're a, a little bit of a newer business too, which we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, later. 
Okay. So uh, you say that you associate with your creativity and your overall curious spirited nature, which, which definitely comes through for me, uh, mostly in your famous animals in history range. Uh, for example, you've got Bobcat Ross, which is inspired by Bob Ross. Uh, and you've created an image of an Afroed feline with a painter's palette. Um, I saw a Ziggy starfish, which is an eccentric rock star starfish with bowie hair and a jumpsuit and all. Um, can you provide us with a little peek into your process for coming up with these wonderful images? Sure. So the idea actually came from one of my friends who is an illustrator and professor down in Georgia. Her name's Catherine. And she had texted me one day in 2014 saying, Vincent van Gogh, make it happen. And then she went dark for many, many hours. And I was dying to know where this idea came from and why she was making me do it because she also draws and also loves puns. So it turns out that one of her students had misspelled van Gogh on a test and spelled it as G-O-P-H and not G-O-G-H. And so her mind went to gopher. And <laughs> since I draw faster than she does, because she does highly detailed portraits and graphite work, she was like, I needed instant gratification. So I passed it off to you. So I made it. And then once I made the one, it just, I couldn't stop. And now I have a running list that I've been working on for about seven years at this point. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's actually part of the reason why I got into stationery because people started loving them. And we're like, oh, I'd love this on a card. And, you know, I totally buy a poster of that. So I started printing cards at home and then got more into the greeting card side of stuff. What an incredible segue into your work now. I mean, it was completely organic and derived from humor. Yes. <laughs> and my friend jokes now, she's like, I should really be getting royalties on all these projects. <laughs> Well, Sarah and I are pretty good at coming up with ideas on the fly. So we yes, may provide my way. By, the end of the, <laughs> by the end of the interview. Do you have any favorites? Oh, it's hard to say. They're all <laughs> my favorites. I love Bob Ross, the Bobcat Ross, because he and I share a birthday. Oh. So he's like my artist soulmate in some ways. The Frida Kahlo, I love as well. Yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse Bison, because I just really love how I ended up doing the cosmos behind him. Mm. But you, they're all my babies. <laughs> I mean, do you find that like, are some bestsellers, do some perform better in different areas of the country? Like, how do you see them? Like, what kind of response do you get? They, it varies. So some, uh, they do really well in stores that have, that are not just like, gift shop but have more I know like artsy things involved yeah. as well um like other artists who sell there whether it's jewelry or tapestries or something along those lines but that's where it generally does better or in museums yeah um, that's what I was totally going to ask you about is, is if you found that there were certain um types of stores that relate to your product and humor more than others yeah and for that line it's more along the artisan type stores and museums and then the rest of the greeting card line is kind of all over the board which is good exposure yes right right and it's nice to have you know more than one you know all your work relates to each other but it's nice to have more than one sort of theme I guess for lack of a better term to yeah. offer you know yeah. people who walk in your booth so to speak like well 
you know, if you have a lot of artist product, like these are going to speak to you, but then we also have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Right. And sometimes it's just, you know, the animals, cause I tend to showcase those really large in the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, they will draw people in and then they see everything else and they're like, Oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> and we'll end up buying just the greeting cards or we'll, you know, be like, Hey, this doesn't fit with my store. Can I buy them for myself somehow? And they'll buy for themselves on like my website and then we'll actually order for the store, but order different things. Yeah. Which is nice that you have both of those options. You bring up a really great point about how to set up a booth and, you know, especially being newer in the business to really understand, you know, what work is going to speak to what demographic of buyer and who who you're going to be speaking to, you know, sorry, my phone just rang. Welcome to the world of podcasts. Um, (laughs) Happy 2022. (laughs) It's never going to (laughs) end. But that is a, it's it's a really great point to um, feature what is bringing in the most uh, attention, obviously, especially, uh, you know, I say in a trade show, wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, they're good. And like they do nicely as large posters. And so it's really, it's really helped bring in. People be like, hey, I see you have a museum tag on your hanging on your neck. Come check out my my famous animals. Look at the rest of my line. There you go. A born saleswoman. Pull people in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's awesome. You know, when I if a shopper in a store looking at greeting cards may look at a given card design for let's say a second, if you're lucky, if, if they're scanning, and then if they see something, then they, you know investigate mm-hmm. further. I mean, I've got to imagine walking a trade show that, you know, you have a similar thing with buyers. You have like a few seconds to quickly draw them in as they glance at your booth. And if they, if there's nothing that sort of, you know, nothing shine, you know, nothing that catches their eye, then they, then they just keep walking. So that's right. wonderful that, uh, you're able to do that. And, uh, that's a, that's a really nice approach and your images have so much detail in them that they do lend themselves to that large scale. Yeah, it works really well. And the cool part was the sort of going backwards a little bit, but also talking about booths and being new. My very first show was, I think the last national stationary show in May, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I had a booth way in the back. People would come in, but there wasn't like that much traction and I couldn't figure out why. And at some point I met Juliana from Good Juju Inc. (laughs) And loved her line. I was like, all right, we have similar humor. Maybe I can like talk to her for a bit. So we started chatting and then we got along really well. So I was like, hey, would you mind coming and giving me like a critique of my booth since you've done this a bunch of times and I haven't. And so she gave me a whole bunch of feedback and her husband came and gave me a whole bunch of feedback. They're awesome. Ryan and Juju are two of my favorite paper nerds. (laughs) We we text each other every now and then. No, it's like we're, we're, we're paper pals. <laughs> and I can um, see how you're, sorry, Dan, I can see how you're, like, they sort of complement each other. You, yeah. Your work and her work. Right. Like, it's very, has that sort of, not really highbrow, but I guess, like, intellectual mm-hmm. element to it and, like, l- different levels of detail mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. humor aspect. But yeah, they gave me tons of advice and it's really helped. And I had another friend who also has her own store and she's a massage therapist, but she has her own studio and she would help me out on some of the days and was like, let's move this over here because people are responding better to it. I I love the support 
within the community because that is how we learn. So um, there is, I, I say it all the time, there's nothing stronger than the paper community. It's, it's, there it's really pretty, isn't. Yeah. There's an, I always get such a kick out of like knowing brands and then going to an event and being like, oh, those people and those people are friends. Oh, I can totally see that. Like they would totally <laughs> get along, you know. Um, it's really fun to see the, you know, to get acquainted with a body of work and then see, you know, get to meet the person in real life and then kind Behind of it. interact yes. uh, with the community. Like it's one of my favorite things. And it's one of the, my favorite things about shows is that you get to, you know, you get to see that as well. It, along with all the great product, you get to come, right. you see. And then you just meet new people and they become part of like the stationary family and you're like, Hey. I need to bounce an idea off you. Is that okay? Hundred percent. I mean, I love it. And you know what? What I think is always really interesting uh, to me in getting acquainted with the range is like when I see uh, that someone licenses their illustrations, and then like you, you share, you know, on your site, you share, you know, some of the work uh, that you've created uh, for clients. So like, I'm looking at yours now. They're really fine. I mean, there's one for chocolate chip cookies. There's a, there's a bunch for bakeries. Like a lot seem to be food related. There's a lot of food related things. <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, look, <laughs> they need food related needs love. Um, so I'm curious, like what your favorite jobs have been um, in this realm? I mean, obviously when you're working with a client, it's so different than when you're creating your range. So like, do any jump out at you as uh, being some of your favorites? Um, yeah, the Substack project was probably one of my favorites, along with the project I did for Fordham University. Um, but the Substack one was actually in 2020. Um, I was about to say last year, but it's not last year anymore. Um, <laughs> and they, Time is all relative right now. <laughs> I know, right? But they reached out to me and said they wanted portraits for their fellowship program that they do annually. And it was supposed to start off as five portraits that they were going to offer to their fellows. And it, they expanded the program to 10. So I ended up doing port, um, work for 10 people. And it was a little chaotic in the sense that I didn't, there wasn't a single art director and I had to communicate with each fellow independently. And each thing, each illustration was its own separate project. And so it ended up being five portraits and five like logo type icons um, that represented the writer. But nice. it turned out to be a really fun project. And I got to know all these people and like the kinds of writing they do, um, who their audiences are. So that was really fun and was very sort of open ended in some ways as well, which gave me a lot of freedom to work. That's really fun. And I, I find like working with clients or consulting or, you know, working with anything other than a like publication, you know, it's there's no set rules for how you know everything is generated and done and you really sometimes you get a really interesting uh taste of an organization and can really play off it and become part of that that little community and you end up sort of flexing muscles you didn't know you had Um, right so like then there's the flip side where it's like you get the project um like I mentioned the Fordham University one they it was still open-ended, but they were very set parameters. And within that, I could work, which was like another sort of interesting challenge. Right. Also, right, gave right. a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, commercial work, I mean, it, could, it can go in any, 
I mean, it can go in any direction. It can be any organization. It could, the, the need for their art could be for anything. And so it just, you know, you never know like where it's going to take you and you know, exactly. what, what it is you're going to generate. Um, so that kind of leads me to my second part of my question. I'm, I'm curious how these experiences, uh, licensing your work sort of inform or inspire your own range and your own creations, you know, when you're not working with a client and <laughs> all those parameters. <laughs> um, well, I actually start, so I got my MFA in illustration and at the time I didn't really know that one could do art. I mean, I don't think it really registered that one could do art for stationery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went in thinking, okay, I'm going to be an editorial illustrator and I'm going to be, have this fabulous freelance career. It so did not work out that way. <laughs> um, but along the lines, like along the way, I sort of figured out, you know, what works for me and the client work just really helped me get more of like a business mindset and understand what people want and listen to them. And I guess that sort of translates into the greeting card world where it's like, okay, well, what kind of cards would people want? And, you know, what kinds of greetings do they want? Who would they be sending these things to? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense to me. (laughs) Well, it sounds, it sounds really, didn't mean to jump in, Sarah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Sounds, um, it sounds very harmonious way to start a business because you are learning about the business side while you are creating where generally it's not always that way. So you get to, uh, you know, grow a business on, on both sides. I I think the business growing is a very new muscle that I'm flexing. It's, it's fun (laughs) and challenging. Sure. Can, can I ask what, what you're finding is most challenging right now? Well, I also have a day job. So the challenge there, (laughs) trying to have balance between all of these things and, you know, um, being able to achieve what I want to do in the business and not overfill my plate, which happened last year. Sure. But I mean, maybe one day, I'm hoping that one day I'll be able to quit the day job and do my own thing. That's the goal. How long have you been doing this? Illustration in general, uh, about 10 years and stationaries. When I started just doing like small markets and selling word of mouth, not wholesale. Um, I think I started in like 2013 or 14, one or the other, no 14. And then I started, started thinking about wholesaling in 2017, walked a stationary show and then decided to dive in, in 2018. Wow. I mean, considering everything that's happened since 2018, I mean, I think you're doing pretty well, (laughs) like all things considered. I mean, I know, I know it can't be any fun uh, to run a brand and juggle with a day job. I mean, that's, that's a lot of pressure, but I, I mean, from my perspective, at least you're doing, you're doing pretty well. Thank you. Um, The pandemic actually, the like major silver lining for me was that it gave me a lot of time to work from home um, on my own stuff because now I'm not commuting into Manhattan, you know, in and out twice a day. So it freed up like two hours of time. And I joined Katie Hunt's Proof to Product Mm. Labs program, which really helped. And then I did her um, paper camp last year around this time. And that really gave me some structure and like filled in some gaps that I needed have filled in terms of knowledge. 
Katie's wonderful. She really is. And there's such a lovely community that she's built. Yeah. Started right out of the stationery show. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them, we like the people that I've met and I've gotten close to, we have like a WhatsApp chat where it's a group, a group of six of us. And we'll be like, Hey, I need help with X, Y, and Z. Can you, can you give me some feedback? Or what do you think of this idea? Guys, this sucks. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. Well, I see you You are on the exhibitor lineup for uh, New York now coming up. Yes, I am. I'm very excited to have you and see you there. Super excited. It's coming up super fast. <laughs> it is coming up super fast. Um, that's what that phone call was. It's calls and pings and it's, it's, it's pretty hectic right now, but an exciting time. You know, getting back to like your vision, um, how have the events of the past few years or so changed the way you see stationery? You know, how how do you think the category is going to continue to kind of shift and 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 change and evolve in the consumer perception? I feel like people are still going to want bespoke type illustration, the kinds that all of us small makers make, and I'm really hoping that in light of the shortages that we've been having with the supply chains and especially with the cello bag sleeves for cards, like I'm, I'm really hoping that it changes something in the, on the retail side of stuff where buyers are more willing to be open to alternative packaging that doesn't yeah. involve cello bags. Um, Cause I've just been hearing day after day, people being like, I can't find bags and I need to you know, fill this order. And I feel like alternatives would be a great, like, be great to be able to put the, you know, card clasp or belly band and make them more popular. Well, I like how you have that offer for your uh, customer, your personal customer as well. For the orders that you're filling, you give them an option if they want the plastic or not, which is, yes. um, which is a, a, a great um, sustainable, eco-friendly option to give a growing awareness in, in purchasing. Correct. And I'm hoping that it'll just, I mean, so far, nobody's taken me up on the no sleeves yet. Really? But hopefully there'll be traction on that at some point soon. On the, re- like on my retail side from direct to consumer, I just never send anything in cello bags. It's wrapped in tissue and people are fine with it. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I think a retailer can handle it. Like a consumer just buying it, like may, they might feel like, oh, it might get a little, you know, bent up or, you know, it just, there's. Yeah. There's something about a sleeve that feels very pristine. Um, It's nice that retailers are starting maybe to stop doing it because it will eventually, I think, translate to their customers and maybe they will see that they don't need them. But, you know, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely happening. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing um, naked cards in, in my travels of stores, you know? Yeah. I'm starting to see it more often too, but still not that often and not as often as we need. (laughs) Exactly. But maybe, maybe there's a silver lining around all of the supply chain shortages. You know, that's a really beautiful way to think about a very frustrating (laughs) and intense situation. You know, we've gone through, we're still going through a pandemic and there've been a lot of silver linings. You know, the supply chain issues have really been traumatic um, and it would be really lovely to find silver linings in in that. So um, you need to work on that for us, okay? I'll try. (laughs) I'll do my best. (laughs) 
Well, this has been really interesting. Um, I, I've loved uh, hearing about you and learning a little bit more about your business. Is there anything that you would like to add or share uh, how people can reach you and how we can find you? Well, I'm on Instagram and the handle is at Nanu Studio Co, C-O at the end. And it's the same for my email, nanustudio.co. Wonderful. And it was super fun to be here. <laughs> Well, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks and see your large uh, artwork prints in the back of your of your space. And and um, I'm actually doing a panel this time, so I'm not going to have a huge booth. So okay. it's a change from what I've normally been doing. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to hear how you feel and what is working well. We're always looking for great feedback, um, and I will make sure to uh, walk all the buyers by your uh, panel. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk with you again soon. I hope so. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, Krishna is definitely as much fun as her designs. And as a fellow little sister, I just love her vibe. It's going to be really interesting to see her range develop. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to post Instagram pics of your paper plane or just your snail mail using the hashtags, the paper plane podcast and paper plane cocktail hour. Don't miss out. And Amy, where can our listeners find you in the meantime? Oh, you all can connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or just email me at work. I always want to highlight our amazing community on my New York Nail Spotlight podcasts and Find new and fun features for my Instagram store tours. I'm available to help connect you to new and needed resources for uh, any of your New York Now and now SF Now market or digital market questions. Um, And Sarah, how can we connect with you? Probably the best place to connect with me is at thepapernerd.com. You can see more fabulous stationery coverage. Check out my podcast, The Paper Folds, and access stationery trends, the industry's award-winning design-driven trade quarterly as well. It's always a pleasure to learn more about makers and spotlight their work, whether it is in publication, blog, or podcast form. If you want to connect, I'd love to hear from you. And please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us with comments, questions, feedback, suggestions for guests, or just to say hi and introduce yourself. And don't forget, New York Now is an online 365 sourcing and connection platform. Make sure to sign up and sign in and definitely connect with Sarah and I when you do. Thank you so much. And we'll talk with you again soon. Cheers. Cheers.